I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s She looked like a million bucks. scams a bunch of famous athletes out of untold fortunes Nearly $10 million was all gone. It's just unbelievable. Hide your money in your old rich men because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody, welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Wells Cast with Wells Adams, an iHeartRadio podcast. This is the Wells Cast, Hills Cast. This is Amy and Danielle, and we are filling in for Wells. He will be back next week, so you don't have to worry anymore. We know you're all happy to hear that. So this is your last week with a guest host filling in, but it's a super juicy episode of the Hills. So we didn't want to, you know knock it on here and talk about it. And Ashley Waller's joining us in just a minute. She just had a baby and there was a lot of drama in the episode this week. So we definitely want to talk about it. I'm so happy we have her because this was such a big episode for her with all the Jason stuff and Spencer. And I want her take on Audrina and Brody and literally... I totally agree (laughs) with you. So I had to start because look, with the Hills... Sometimes things can be, let's say, manipulated. Mm -hmm. So I was like, is this Audrina Brody thing fake? Is this thing real? And I started Googling it and like, it might be real. So I have two thoughts. First thought is I love it. I do really like them together. I think they are both kind of like bad, not bad, but um, edgy is the right Mm -hmm. word. They're both Mm -hmm. edgy. They're both very good looking. Um, I'm surprised it hasn't happened yet, to be completely honest with you. And then my second thought is Brody really needs to do something with his hair. Sorry, how to say it, how to say it. (laughs) I I have on my notes to ask Ashley about Brody's hair. But wait, let's let's talk about this for a second. So Kristen and Brody are going on the beach walk and Audrina's in the car. They don't show her, but they showed her enough. So we see her in the car. Okay, what? And then... That was so weird. And I love Kristen and I love Kristen and Brody. So when Kristen said, are you going to kiss me? Which I thought Brody was, I actually thought he was. Then I was like, is this so weird now because of Audrina? Like what is happening? I think Kristen is single, ready to mingle. So she's kind of like, whoever wants to kiss me, I'm down for it. You know? So I think she was like, let's kiss Brody. Why not? I wanted them to kiss. And then I thought it was so like Brody to be not you're not getting that yet and it's just like oh my god what is happening that's when I started the deep dive to find out is Audrina and Brody a real thing 
I don't know. Like you don't, you just don't know. The internet sort of yeah. said maybe. I see it. I see it happening. And I see them actually being a very good couple. Um, what happened to the blonde girl that was in San Diego? She just vanished? Sure. Where did the, that girl the blonde go? girl from San Diego. You know what <laughs> like, I mean? Like, the girl from the bathtub. <laughs> which also was so... I, obviously, because Wells has been here and we've had actual legitimate guest hosts we haven't been on, the bathtub scene, just to go backward, was a little uncomps for me, but whatever. But what happened to that girl? It seemed like things were going well for them. And then she's just gone away. And now it's Audrina. I feel like Brody has a lot of bathtub scenes. I remember in the first season, Shower. do you remember with the dogs? Well, no, the he dogs, also, he was in the tub with oh, the dogs. Yes. And then he also had that really like shower scene that yeah. was kind of intense in the beginning of this season. But I mean, I, Brody's hot, so I'm okay with it. I don't know. I'm just, the, the, the episode totally overwhelmed me. Also because it was super emotional. That's why I can't wait for Ashley to get on because there's so much to unpack. One, she's got her drama with Heidi. Mm-hmm. Now she's furious, which was relatable at Spencer. And she had to visit her dad, which was, I actually cried. Yeah, that was super sad. Very, very sad. Um, I think we glazed over something that I we, I need to like go back to. That Kristen Cavallari has the best style of anyone oh, I've ever seen in my life. Like, oh my God. 100%. Like, She's so epic. She is so fashionable. It is insane. The black outfit and then even just the walking beach outfit. I'm like, totally you crush it so hard. And but, what was that Airbnb? Sorry. That's the sweetest Airbnb I've ever seen. I'm like, this is your rental? Anyway, go ahead. But the whole, you know, where they're all talking about Brody and Adrena hooking up and Caitlin's just there and she's so sad. And then she confronts Adrena about it. And she's like, you know, like, look, like that kind of sucks for me. And Adrena was like, you know, I'm really close to Brody, blah, blah, blah. And I, I literally was like, Audrina, take the hint, girl. She's sad that you just hooked up with her ex-husband. Like We can debate this, though, because here's the thing. And look, I'm debating it as a devil's advocate because I'm not 100% sure where I actually stand. Number one, Audrina did know him first. They were friends for a long time. So her loyalty, obviously, would be with Brody. So I got what she was sort of trying to say, even though she was saying it so badly. She's saying, like, look, I'm his friend. Also, it doesn't seem like anything has happened. It seems like they just talk all night and peck unless they're just lying to us. They're lying. They're totally lying. Spencer obviously feels like they're lying. Number two, this is the confusing part for me because we know that Caitlin has a boyfriend. We also know it's serious because we know now she's pregnant. So I had that sort of like, I know you're upset about this in the moment and I get it. But at the same time, you got a serious boyfriend, even though you're downplaying it to Caroline. That's fair. But I don't think, especially with Adrena coming from divorce, too, I don't think she would be too thrilled about Caitlin hooking up with her ex. You know what I mean? And talking about it in front of her. So, like, although, I, I, although Caitlin had some flirty moments with JB this season. Fair. I don't know if Adrena saw that or knows. I have no problem with Audrina flirting, hooking up with Brody. They're both single. Like, why not? But in that moment when Caitlyn came to her, she should have been like, hey, 
I get why that sucks for you. I'm sorry that you felt that way and move on from it. You know, I think that's what Caitlin was asking for. I don't think she was like, don't hook up with my ex. She was just kind of being like, yo, that sucked for a second. And she kind of just glanced over it. I think Caitlin, rightfully so, had hurt feelings and felt like poopy just being there while everyone was talking about it and just sort of was like the girl in the corner going, oh, sucks. You know what I mean? So I'm sure she sort of felt it from everybody. And then she just happened to be the one talking to Audrina about it. And Audrina acknowledged in the confessionals or whatever they call those things that she messed it up and felt bad. Yeah. So then I I was like upset with Audrina for like five minutes and then the confessional and I was like, okay, all right, all right. I sort of was like, this is so awkward. I don't even know if it's anyone's fault. Did you see them like poof Caitlin, like in her confessional or whatever those things are? What are those things called? They're interviews, whatever. Confessionals, yeah. Yeah. When they just like made her disappear. Oh, Did you see that? I think we have Ashley in the waiting room. Oh, great. Okay, bring her yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. I can't, so let's bring I can't her wait. In. I have so much to ask her about. Mom met a lot of your demands over the years. This Mother's Day, get her the Bartesian cocktail maker that makes premium cocktails on demand. In just 30 seconds, have your choice of over 60 premium or seasonal cocktails, all at the touch of a button. Get $50 off on the Bartesian cocktail maker now when you buy one pack of cocktail capsules. So, for all the times you made a mess, get mom the countertop cocktail system that makes premium cocktails without making any mess at all. For all the times you begged for soda, get her premium cocktail capsules made with real fruit juice and craft bitters. For all the times you demanded tacos for dinner, get her the Bartesian that mixes margaritas in just 30 seconds. Make mom's Mother's Day and all the 364 days that aren't Mother's Day with a Bartesian cocktail maker at $50 off. Visit B-A-R-T-E-S-I-A-N.com backslash mother now to get $50 off the Bartesian premium cocktail maker. Bartesian, premium cocktails on demand. Hey, everybody, welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation, I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle. And I'm an investigative reporter for the L.A. Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. 
When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, how are you? Ben, oh how are God, you? how do you look this beautiful? <laughs> what is happening? How do you look? First oh of all, we apologize because Wells is finishing filming at a secret location. So you're stuck with all his producers, but... No, that's great. I love it. Trust us, we, we are ready to talk about that episode. But how do you look this good? For people that don't know, you literally had a baby like yesterday. What is happening? Two weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> what is happening? Um, two weeks ago. And it's because I think, um, well, I my husband has been tremendously helpful. Thank goodness. Because now I have two children and both my kids were up last night. So that was a little difficult. But I have the best nanny in the whole wide world that's been with us since my daughter was literally one. And um, she's like family to us. And so she, I pumped, I like prepared myself. I was like, okay, cause I breastfeed. So I feed every two hours almost on demand. So I'm like, okay, I'm gonna get up. He was really good this morning. He sleeps a lot during the day. He just loves to sleep. which is totally different than my daughter because she cried till she was six months old. She had really bad colic. Ugh. So I feel like- this is so much easier. So overwhelming. Like an child. Yeah. I will tell you the first week was horrific. I couldn't even walk for the first week. I mean, I was like <gasps> almost a 10 pound baby. I delivered. Oh, oh my, my God. God. That's what I was yeah. going to say. I was going to say like, if I have a cold, I can't function. And you like had a human come out of your body a week ago, basically. Thank like, you. I know it's two Thank weeks, you. but you look amazing. Also Thank in you. the episode this week, you looked amazing. And it was this was a, like, I don't know what the words are because it was emotional. It was heartfelt. Very, all. like, touching scene. Thank you. I, we Thank are you. so sorry because mm. the loss Thank was you. tremendous. And to do that on camera and be so vulnerable and just real, the Thank way you. you just spoke to your dad and it was, it. I was crying. Like, that was then the juxtaposition from that to Heidi and then at the end of the episode, finding out what Spencer's, I mean, there's so much, this was your episode. Truly. Yeah. Was. And can I just tell you, and I'll tell Wells on the show, but like, so when I went on that, so I'm from Folsom, it's like a really small town. It's like two hours outside of Tahoe. So we had a cabin there my whole life and we drove, Audrina and I took the drive to go to the cemetery. Cause I said, I know it's like not that close, but it's close enough to where I got to go see my dad. Like I just haven't been there through the pandemic, anything. And so it was like, this was my opportunity. I really wanted to show like that side of my life and more about me. And, you know, it was really important to me. So I asked the production, I was like, I really want to see my dad. Can we make this happen? They were like, sure. Like, that'd be great. Let's make it happen. And I hadn't talked to Jason the whole day because he had been snowboarding. So I literally had no idea about the conversation. I've been crying like all day, talking to Adrena about my family and everything that had happened. And, you know, we were having like a really heartfelt conversation. And then I literally walk into our room and producers are already there. So I literally had no idea that this had happened because Jason was taking a nap. I had tried calling him when I was had gotten service back through the mountain and he didn't answer. And so I was like, oh, he's probably exhausted. He's been snowboarding all day. I walk into my room and that was the first time I had seen him. So I had no idea about all this stuff that Spencer had said. So it was like, I was so emotional. I was mm. like, I'm, I'm literally going to, I'm going to lose my mind. Like I'm going to 
fight somebody because it was just, you're in such halt mode after all that emotion, especially on camera. It's just so physically draining and yeah. talking about all this stuff. It's like reliving everything and pregnant. And then walking into that room and hearing that I was like, are you kidding me right now? Like, what are they thinking? Like that was what was, mind? that was what was so sort of intense and powerful about that that conversation, and I'll, I'll call it a scene because as viewers, we're watching it like a scene. Your anger was real and then your fragility or you went into tears. It was like, because you're tough, Ashley, like you are. You've been Thanks. through a lot. You're really strong. So we admire that and see that in you, but you were breaking down at the same time. So you were super <sighs> ballsy and tough. Like this is unacceptable. And at the yeah. same time, we saw your like heartache and sadness and just your love for Jason and your compassion. Every emotion was in that. Will you just tell us more about like what you were experiencing? Uh, Oh my, I mean, I think it was almost like an out-of-body experience because I feel like that's fine. Come after me if you want, but you come after my husband who is literally a saint on the show. And I know I have not been a saint. Mm -hmm. I get that. I'm very outspoken. A lot of times I have zero filter. I haven't had as much program as my husband, who's been like in and out of recovery for 13 plus years, you know? So he is so much more grounded than me when it comes to triggering moments where he knows how to take those moments and like pause. And my pause button was broken. So in that moment, there's so much hurt because it's, yeah, it's it's basically like in a sense, it, it, it was it's like, okay, last season, Heidi and Spencer and I had gotten pretty close. Like they were the first friends that I had actually met on the show. And Heidi and I became really close during that time. And so hearing that from Spencer, it was just like, so below the belt. They literally called us like last year during the pandemic, one of their employees was struggling. And so Jason had helped them and like, tried to get them into a treatment facility. And, you know, like he's such a stand up guy that I just couldn't handle somebody talking badly about my husband, especially during a pandemic when I know it was the hardest time ever for him to stay sober. Right. And I feel like the timing was so poor. Yeah. And you see this every day. You you know, you're with Jason every single day, every hour of the day. You know what he's going through and how strong he is. And for somebody who sees him, you know, maybe f- during filming twice a week, that sucks because you're like, you don't know. You Below don't know that, the belt yeah. is a great description for it because it did feel that way like yeah this isn't a joke this isn't something to do like gossip about this is real and you guys have been through yeah. hell and back yeah. and it and, and my question is was it all bs is this just bs we know from some of the teasers that jason had had a couple you know hiccups we'll say but was it like, was it a year before? Was it? Before? It, was a, it was last year that he had yeah. relapsed. Yeah. But the thing last is, that's season. so interesting is I feel like Heidi and Spencer, they try so hard to get below the belt, but Jason and I are such open books. Like they don't have anything on us. They say that they have receipts on people, which is why people are so threatened by them because they are, they are malicious and he is vindictive. Like he is mm-hmm. the kind of person where if he finds out dark information about you, he will ruin and, you. And what's but my the husband reason? and I don't, 
care. Like, we're like, we literally are an open book. You want to say something about us? Fine. Like, yeah, I think they were on a podcast or something. They blocked all of us. So I don't see any of their stuff, but they had said something like, oh, they've changed so much last year. Ashley was doing keg stands and like, they almost were breaking up. And I'm like, well, yeah, thanks for making me seem less of a square. Like I was doing keg stands. It was fun. Like, out to be like this awful, boring, like I'm so boring. No, I'm like, you're, okay, just first the, off, you're just the mom. Also, I'm you're loud to do a keg stand and I like to drink and I like to have a good time I actually have a lot of fun and there's a lot of editing that went into place because everybody was drinking and everyone was having a great time but there's always that friend that like when they drink they try and get in arguments with you which they didn't air any of the stuff like so last season when we first started filming, which wasn't last season, it was like in February. And they yes, the timeline is confusing. We understand. Right, right, right. Pre-pandemic. And Jason and I were in a really horrible place. Like we were on the verge of divorce and I was, I was partying. It was like Brody's beach party. It was my birthday. I got wasted. It was not a good moment for me, which is why Heidi was saying like, oh, she was doing cake stands. She changed so much. It's like, I hope people would change after a pandemic. I mean, if you don't, I don't understand. I mean, everyone's lives were completely flipped upside down. So if you didn't change, I, I don't, are you aloof to what happened in the world? I, do you live in your own bubble? I don't understand. So I'm very happy I changed after the pandemic because it made me realize like, okay, my business got shut down. I'm a hairstylist. I couldn't work for, you know, months. Um, my husband and I are all at home. We're trying to figure out our relationship. We're going to therapy every single solitary week. So during that time, I wasn't really in contact with a ton of people. Audrey and I would talk and Heidi and I would talk every now and then. But when my salon opened back up, Stephanie reached out to Jason because she boxed at her hair. Stephanie Pratt, Spencer's sister. And mm-hmm. they hate her, by the way. Like she is like, they don't yeah. speak about her. We know. <laughs> yeah, we're not allowed to say her name because otherwise, and, and they do this like cancel thing where it's like, okay, if you don't say, if you don't like somebody and you don't talk about them, then they won't make it on the show. Heidi used to tell me that, like, if you don't like somebody and you don't want them to be on the show, just don't talk about them because then they won't make the cut. Like she was the one that originally told me that. So I know that they were trying to do that with the Stephanie situation. Wow. So I did Stephanie's hair during the pandemic because she was desperate and I'm not in the, I'm not in the business of like trying to fix family relationships. I'm in the business of making money. Like Stephanie came and almost paid $300 for her hair. I mean, she's a client. So she comes, gets her hair done. I fix it. And she found out and was livid. Like when she found out that I did her hair, she was like, okay, that's it. Like I'm, that's the moment when we started filming again, that she started treating me differently. So we went to San Diego together. That's the first time I had seen her. And she kept acting so bizarre to me. Like she wasn't being kind to me. The first night we're sitting down at dinner, which they didn't air this. The first night we're sitting down at dinner, we were with all the girls and she looks at me, you know, after drinking and she's like, I have a problem with you. And we're like, okay, what's the problem? And she's like, I'm not going to tell you it's an unreliable source. So then of course it doesn't make the cut because they can't have a story about something that nobody wants to talk about why they have a problem with you. And the whole entire time in San Diego, she was just acting so weird to me. It was like, she was angry at me and she was like being so wild and drinking a lot, but it wasn't even that she was drinking a lot is that she was trying to start shit with me the whole time. Like she's one of those friends where when she drinks a lot, she like hits you, you know? or like tries to like dance on you and you're just like can you just go away just <laughs> like gets kind of physical every, sort of like physical kind of like just yes in your in your space physical. Yeah. or she just tries to start something and it, it was to the point where I was just getting annoyed because I'm like well what's your problem with me if you have a problem with me just tell me and everyone at the table sitting there like what's your problem with her and she's like I'm not telling you it's like 
Okay. And so is so she not I'm telling like, you because she doesn't want to say the name on the TV I'm show? Sure that's why. Yeah. yeah. It seems yeah. very high school, you know? Yeah. All of this seems like in sort of crazy town to me. Like there's so much to break down with all this, also the behind the scenes. Yeah. So is this sort of the start of the issue? This, this is the start. And mind you, before this had happened, this is why I was really upset because before this San Diego trip had happened and I found out on the San Diego trip, they had the girls night that I didn't go to the night that the guys were doing like poker night. I was watching Delilah and at girls night, it was so insane. Like her nanny, I guess, blacked out in a bush. Like they were hammered. Like it was out of control. And she told Jen in Jen's house that Jen deserves so much better than Frankie. And I was really pissed about that. So she just started saying shit to people that was just irking people the wrong way. And of course they obviously didn't air that either. Ashley, does this come, do you think? And I know you're sort of, we're just being armchair therapists here, but is it to get attention in the press, get attention for the show, or is it coming from like, where she, I, I, like what's the, why? I honestly have no idea. I, I, I really don't understand. I think a part of it too, like, I think she commented yesterday on Twitter, someone MTV had wrote like, Oh, real relation, real friendship. And then she wrote like fake friendship for me and Audrina, which is just so comical because Audrina and I live like 15 minutes away from each other. We, we like hang out a lot. We talk all the time. Like we know a lot about each other. We are not sh just show friends. Like we are genuine friends and we will be friends for a long time. And she had mentioned on the show when we were in San Diego that she didn't really have a lot of friends, which was really heartbreaking to me because Heidi's a really, she is a good person deep down inside. It's just, she's married to this. And I swear that's why she is the way she is. And I don't mean that in like a total demeaning dick way, but it's like when Heidi's by herself, I feel like she's a different person. The moment Spencer goes into her head and starts like twisting things in her brain, making her think things then she gets to be like this vindictive, mean person too. It's so confusing to me. Ashley, yeah. here's the other question. What do you make of the comments they made in the press recently or on their social media? Like, the show is horrible. Or what was that? Like, and the, the cast just, I'm curious because it's just counterintuitive. Don't they want to keep doing it? I really don't know. I think a part of it is they've kind of isolated themselves from everybody because they have put themselves in this spot where they, I don't know if they feel like better than everybody or whatever, but we did have like a fun little premiere party and, you know, everyone was invited except for them. And that, that we like host, like Caitlin's friend hosted or whatever. And a lot of us have gotten really close and that's, I think maybe they feel a little bit like outsiders because a lot of us do hang out. Like I have a group text message with all the girls from the show, except for her. And when I had the baby, I immediately text them because they've become my friends and I really like them. And a lot of them have been there for me through, you know, besides just the pandemic, like there for me as, you know, support in my life and really supportive of me and Jason. And I feel like it makes me sad a little bit because I, I know them a little bit and they, I think that genuinely they're good people and Heidi's is very sweet. It's weird. You can't figure out who the real people are. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of what I said in a lot of my interviews because I felt like last season I got to know this Heidi that was her Colorado down to earth hiking Heidi. And then this season it was like, she had her makeup artist with her 24 seven, like touching up her makeup and butt cheeks at the beach. It was just so 
I, and I don't want to say the word fake, I guess I used fake, but it just didn't feel like authentically who she was. It felt like she was trying so hard to be someone else. And it was just weird. You know, I just felt like, who is this person? What happened? You know? Yeah. Wow. I mean, it's just so much. And then, so you've got sort of this situation with Heidi where, yeah. and I, I felt bad for Audrina because I don't think she had any intentions of causing. She never does. No, no she just she's... sometimes will drink a little bit and say something. And I'm like, what are you doing? Stop, stop talking. <laughs> Audrina is the sweetest, coolest person. Like she, she truly really is. is one of my favorite people. Yeah. She's a, and she's a great friend and super loyal. So she sort of got in hot water and well, actually while we're on the topic, what was it like for you meeting Kristen? Because that's yeah. an old friend of Jason's from high school. I mean, they've known each other for so long. And that was your first time meeting two episodes ago at the party. Yeah, she's really, really cool. I mean, I've only heard great things about her. My husband loves her. He thinks she's like the coolest girl. So when I met her, she was really sweet, super nice. I mean, I I love all of her stuff that she's doing. She's kind of like a little bit of an idol in my eyes. Because yes, we think she's like the raddest chick ever. She is she's done so tremendously. And she cares so much about her kids. I love yeah. what she does. You know, like it, it, it's really amazing to see somebody that's in such a big, spotlight but then she decides like not to show her kids and all the things that she does to kind of protect them and I really admire that about her she really is authentic the person you see on camera is the person behind the scenes off camera she's yeah. just cool says what she feels but she actually is so kind and nice and she's just a rad little chick I thought she really yeah. added a great sort of spice to the group yeah. I, I thought she was awesome. I mean, it'd be really, you know, it's, you're in such a big group setting. I've never like sat down and had a real conversation with her or anything like that besides just filming together, but she seems so down to earth. And I loved that Jason had said that, you know, she's the same girl that she was back in high school, which is awesome. You don't want to see people that change too much with fame and everything else. And I thought that that was really commendable of him to say that about her. It just shows really her character and who she is as an individual. So I love that. So speaking of um, Kristen and Brody and Audrina, I'm just going to say all three of them. Um, we see that like iconic scene where like Kristen asks Brody, are you going to kiss me? And he's like, you don't deserve that yet. <laughs> I literally I was watching that and I was thinking like, wait, are they going to kiss? I literally was like, this is really great. What's going on? I thought I it was a great do. scene. I, I thought the whole thing was I, I really I wanted, wanted it. Too, I know, but I, I, do. I did. But then I was like, this might be so weird. What if they kiss? Then what's going to happen? I don't know if they could. We, you know? we all felt it. Cause it's like, I do like him with Audrina, but then I also was like, Oh, I love him with Kristen. What's happening? Like, yeah, <laughs> no. And, but I think I, we were talking about this a little bit before you joined about the Brody and Audrina and I'm shocked they hadn't hooked up before if they hadn't you know like they say okay, they haven't so but they always say they hadn't and i i i trust audrina that she says that they hadn't but it is so confusing yeah. I'm like i don't even know i mean honestly she's always told me no but i swear i'm like they do have really they do have really great chemistry last yeah. night was kind of shitty when i was watching that back about the caitlin thing sitting at the table i felt yeah. really yeah yeah 
That, yeah. They always do that to, they always like Spencer and Heidi always do that to Brody and Audrina though. Anytime we're together, like, ah, Brody and Audrina, you know, like they've been doing that for. That's the confusing part because it's like, yeah. we want Brody and Audrina to be together as fans. You know, we've yeah. been watching this for so many years. It's like, they would be great together. It was the one time yeah. where Spencer said something that I actually was like, he might be right. Like there must be more to this than we know. At the same time, you do feel bad for Caitlin, but in real life, we know Caitlin is doing great and yeah. pregnant and happy. So you're sort of like, okay, I can go back to wanting Audrina and Brody again. Yeah. Yeah. I know. It's, it is such like an interesting pairing, but they have like this weird unspokable connection. They do it, it, like everything that they were saying is hundred percent accurate. Like they do sit up and like talk for hours. I'm like, who does that? That's like your soulmate, right? When you yeah. sit up and talk for hours, someone, he's such a good friend. I'm like, hmm. If they but had a know, baby, Brody would ever settle down. If they had a baby, whew, man, that child would be so good looking. And so athletic. I would love for Brody to have a baby. I think a baby is kind of like what Brody needs. You know, like Brody's at that point where he sort of is ready to like settle down. Maybe. I don't know. know. It's I, I didn't get to know Brody very well last season and I did get to know him a little bit better this season. And I had, um, he, he is a really sweet guy. Yeah. He just, his life is just so complicated. I can't imagine like all the stuff that he's had to endure and like just being raised in an environment already, like with so much yeah. clout, I guess I would say in a weird way, but it, you know, it's, and it's not different. an easy road, you know, no, we, no. it's so weird because we've known all of you for a decade, you know, or longer whenever the hill started, because from behind the scenes, we've been interviewing you guys and spending time with you guys. And so we know everybody a little bit. And Brody is a great guy. He does have a great mom. So I think, you know, I think, I think he'd do fine as a dad. Yeah. It's just so complicated for you all, the show and then the magnifying glass that is put on you. Yeah. I mean, let's talk about your husband for a second, because we love him. He mm-hmm. is great. Isn't he the greatest? He's the best. I'm so glad you guys like this last year has been so instrumental for him because he's become so much more confident in himself because of his recovery. Whereas last season, I don't think you guys got to see that because he was still struggling. So it wasn't like he was feeling so confident in his own self and who he was, yeah. where he could actually voice his opinions or anything like that. And so this season, I feel like you really get to see him exactly. You do because he looks great. You can see it from the inside out. And Wells and Jason have had some amazing conversations over the last couple of years. Yeah. And, you know, obviously I've done so many things with Jason. He's such a good guy. Like Like the greatest guy, honestly. His demons are there and they Mm -hmm. will always be there, but he is such a good guy and you see it in the episode where they go with Justin Bobby to his old home yeah. and playing tennis. He's just a nice guy who has like a really great heart. And so for you, like, I think that seemed to be some of the anger that you were experiencing yes. when you found out what was happening. So like, how is your relationship right now? And just tell us a little bit like what's going on you know, the baby and just everything that's happening for the two of you. How is that watching that for him to sort of have to live that again? I think it was, well, next week's episode is going to be way gnarlier than this week's episode. So I think that one's going to be a little bit more difficult for us to watch 
this is just the beginning. Oh my gosh. Wow. Oh my God. Yeah. Like it got really bad, like really bad. Like, let's just say I maybe had to be held back in certain (gasps) situations. It's so weird because as talking to you more like, you know, on a personal level, I don't want that for you, but as a viewer fan, like I can't wait. Do you know what I mean? It's such a weird thing. Cause it's like, it's so juicy. Like we were talking about, it's like, I love it all. But then you're like, Oh God, this is real. So how do you so oh, And like, that was that? so these last, I mean, all, all it's so hard because for Jason and I, like we are, we play everything authentically to who we are, because that's what we said in the beginning. Like, we're not going to really sugarcoat anything. Like this is our life. This is our story. If they want to see it, then whatever. I can't speak for everybody else and say that everything that they do is hundred percent true to who they are or whatever their storyline is or whatever. But Jason and I a hundred percent through and through like this, this was intense. I definitely had some PTSD after this Tahoe trip. That's for sure. Um, so I think next week it'll be harder to watch this. We actually watched the episode last night on the East coast time at six o'clock. And I was like feeding Wyatt and Delilah was watching and she really likes the show spirit. So she's like, can we just watch spirit? Like, I don't, are we? Gonna just watch <laughs> oh my spirit? God. I think there's a new spirit for her too. I think there's like a new we just, spirit. We went yeah. to the How was it? It's, oh, I cried. It's and did so you go good. to the theater? How was it going we back to did. the theater? Wow. Uh, it was amazing. My husband was like, we, Jason was like, we really need to go to like, I knew he would want to go to the bougie theater. And I'm like, no, like we are not starting her off at going to a bougie theater. Like we are going to the worst movie theater we can find. <laughs> we're getting crappy popcorn and like bunch of crunch and we're going to dump them all in. <laughs> and like, it's not going to be Sinopolis, you know, super fancy because she's never been. I don't want I was going to say, so was this her first movie in a theater? Her second, we went and saw wow. Frozen 2 right before the pandemic, but she was so young that she didn't really remember it. So when we went again, she loved it. She thought it was so cool. And, you know, they did have the, you know, they reclined. I was, you know, speaking of the pandemic, I am speaking of the pandemic and sort of, because you guys were filming during, it wasn't the worst part. It was sort of, you were coming out of the worst part. There was, I don't mind the masks. There's something about it that's sort of (laughs) sexy. Like how Kristen Cavallari made taking off a mask look hot. She was walking. (laughs) I know. And I sort of like that everyone's wearing them. Like the taking off the bra when you get home, you know? It's like, oh, the mask. (laughs) How they got you all to Tahoe safely in a COVID bubble. I don't even, I couldn't even, I was trying to do the math. I'm like, did they quarantine them? How did they do this? Like- So we literally got tested more than I could ever imagine in my lifetime. So did my whole family. The fact that we got to go was incredible. I'm so grateful. A lot of the places where we stayed, like they didn't have anybody else at the whole hotel. That's what I figured. I'm actually doing this podcast from Tahoe. I thought that was kind of fitting. I'm in Tahoe. I'm in Tahoe. And I totally know that the landing, the landing is adorable where you guys stayed. Yeah. So we had a cabin in Truckee like my whole life. Yeah. I'm right by Truckee right now. Yeah, Tahoe Donner is my favorite. I mean, little Truckee Town is the best ever. It's the best. That's why I'm glad you said it was Folsom because I was trying to figure out like, where are they driving to? Like, where are they going? Where were you guys skiing? Was that Heavenly? No, they they couldn't get Heavenly. They had to do a private course. Yeah, so they had to drive like a whole two hours. No, but it did look like you all were having fun because skiing actually is a fairly safe COVID activity. So it's like you all got to sort of have a nice vacation. 
Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was really nice. We did some other fun like activities when we were there and it ended up snowing. It was so magical. So it was really fun. And it, it, it ended up being like a really, really cool trip, but I'm so appreciative of the fact that we are so, we were so fortunate and I don't want to discredit that because everybody else was struggling so hard. And here we are being able to work and film and the fact that the crew could be able to do that yeah. for us is incredible. Look, like, I appreciate I so you saying blessed. that, but at the same time, like we're enjoying watching it. So I get why TV production works so hard to go back. Yeah. So what now, Ashley? Like, that's my question is like, what happens now in real life and if you all film again, like I know there's still, we've still got a ways to go before the yeah. finale of this season, but it's like intense. And how do you sort of, I don't know, like interact with these people when there's these hard times or you just cut it off. You're like, I can't deal with this. You know what? In senses, I cut it off. And then in other senses, I have to realize, okay, you're going to run into shitty people the rest of your life regardless. So why don't we take this opportunity and figure out a way to coexist so we can show viewers how to deal with life on life's terms. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. You can't avoid people the rest of your life that you're on a show with. I wish I, sometimes I could, but. <laughs> and you have made really good friendships. I mean, I think just hearing about your relationship with Audrina and I get it. She, I, I'm friends with Audrina too. And I love her. I think, mm -hmm. you know, so it's like, there is some good that comes yeah. from you all having to kind of go through this strange yeah. thing. I, I mean, think, I will say it's not like things are, it's not like things are good between us and the Prats. Right. You know? I'm sure we'll see it play out. It's yeah. I mean, the fact that they're still speaking like so poorly about us, it's like, okay, well, I guess we're back at step one. <laughs> yeah. I, I, look, I think for, for people that haven't discovered the Hills new beginnings, like, do because it is a really good show like it is it's great wa television watching especially now that we're in the yeah. summer so do, can you make a prediction if you think you guys will be back I can't get a read I've been trying to like figure it out from MTV so myself. we have not been told yet and I'm I'm hoping we will be because that's the thing like I do feel like finally friendships are becoming so close that it would be really nice to see how they evolve for instance like Caroline and Caroline and I have become really close and Caitlin and I have become really close. And, you know, I'd love to see how her pregnancy plays out and, and everything else. I think her life is taking off in a whole nother level. And it'd be really cool to yeah. see like that side of her life and what that looks like. And, you know, I don't know if a lot of people know, but she's a writer and she writes some amazing stuff. And so seeing that side of her mm -hmm. and, you know, all that and Caroline and her pasta sauce and, Jen and Frankie, you know, I love them and they have a I'm great- I'm glad to love Justin Bobby. I'm glad that he sort of had his moment because we we only saw glimpses in the original Hills and now yeah. we really, we really like him. And when we I had Jason him. on last time, um, Jason said that you and him are very, very close to just, Justin now. Like that, that's yeah. like a new kind of friendship that you guys have I love developed. Justin. He's so cool. It's been really nice. I think everybody feels that way about him this season because he really let his guard down and mm -hmm. opened up to a lot of people. I think he felt more comfortable as well. You know, everybody hadn't seen each other in a really long time from the prior season and then coming back and having the pandemic. I think it's like I was saying before in a few interviews, it's weird, but when you have this like really shifting time in life 
a lot of times you want to try and like find people that have the same common ground as you and understanding like, wow, you went through this and I went through this and like, we all were hurting. So we're all kind of coming together to lean on each other. Cause this is what our friend group is going to look like. Right. Like we're not really hanging out with anybody else to expose anybody. So right. Especially during this season, because you were so yeah. locked tight that you didn't have yeah. you, a normal life at the same time. No. And when you're having parties together, these are the friends you're partying with. These are the friends you're hanging out with. These are the friends you're lunching with, you know, and you're hanging out at each other's houses a lot because nothing was really right. open. You so can't do anything. You're right. filming at your homes. You're opening up your homes to each other you know, it it was, it was a different kind of vulnerability that I love. And that's what sucks is like, I hate that Heidi and Spencer bash the show so much about people being so fake. And then, Oh, like no one's being vulnerable and open. It's like, Oh my God, watch the show. Ashley, this episode, look, before we go, like I, I, this episode was really powerful and I don't mean to like overstate it, but you were, we saw so much of you, you, your relationship with your dad was really, beautiful to see you talking to him and telling him about the baby. I mean, that was, it was just, you were so like transparent and just showing who you really are. I thought it was very sweet of Audrina to go with you too. I really was like, wow, that was super cool. And then we see that, you know, boss lady come out and it was, you're really, you're fiercely defensive of Jason. And I think that's why your marriage will work because you're, you guys are just yeah. in it. And, and that was really beautiful too. So I'm so glad we got to see who you Thank are. You. Thank you so much. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Yeah. I felt really grateful that they were able to air the things that they were last night, because a lot of times you film a lot of stuff and you're not sure what's going to make it or not. And that was mm-hmm. really important to me that they could air that. I think it was really powerful. I think there's so many people out there that have lost parents and it just makes it more relatable. Yeah. Well, and then the mom wife came out and it was sort of beautiful. It's like, that's your husband. And you really got that like, no. Yeah. And that's why like when I, I don't know what, if you watch the scene again, it's like, you see your, your anger, but also your heartbreak. And so it was like, wow, to see both of that just was super real. So it was an awesome episode. You know, it's like, thanks for letting us sort of see it all because that's what makes this show. Thank you. Cool. You know, it's like, it's, we care. So we're so happy you're here today. We'll tell Wells, Wells will be back. And so you've got to come back. It sounds like it's going to get intense. It's going to get intense. Yes. Oh, I'm, I'm a little scared. Week. I'm like a little Me bit too. scared. I'm a little, honestly, I'm really scared because I'm really not sure what's all going to make the cut. And it was, I mean, like, let's just say producers were like practically in tears. Of course. It was that intense. I mean, like we had people coming up to us after that were just like crying. It was just so bad. Yeah. <sighs> you just can't. I don't know if you can come back from that. The low, the low blow in a time like this so many people are struggling. It's just like, Ooh, that is not going to end well for you. Yeah. It's like, I want to say, I'm so sorry. And I can't wait at the same time. (laughs) Like it's so, I'm sorry. That is so jacked up of me, but it's like, I'm so sorry. And I can't wait. Yeah. I'm, I'm, (laughs) that's the hills for you. That's literally the hills. Yeah. 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 Oh, you look so beautiful. You look amazing. Thank you. Thank you so much. All our love and best wishes to you guys. And we, and say hi to Jason. We think he's the best. Terrific. Thank you. He's literally the best. I'm so glad you guys get to see that side of him this season and really see who he is for who he is, you know? Yeah. It's great. 
It's nice. Oh. Well, take care and 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 come back because we'll be talking about it. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. I would love to come back. Yes. And thank you for coming on two literally two weeks after you I know. Such a trooper. Baby. It actually felt really good to put makeup on. I haven't worn makeup in probably a month. So I was like, oh, this is Wait, good. and are you back in the salon? Like you might as well tell everybody like, no. Okay. I, I'll be back in, in 12 weeks. Oh, right. Of course. Of back. course. But the salon yeah. is open open and everything. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I good, still good, do good. hair and I love what it. Is your, what is your salon? You might as well say it if you want uh, to. Well, I don't own the salon. I rent my space, but it's indigenous oh, God, in Laguna. Yeah. It's okay. Indigenous. Oh, congratulations. Thank and thanks you. for coming on. Of course. Thanks so much, ladies. Mother's Day is coming and mom doesn't want flowers. She wants a cocktail. Here's a hint. Get Mom Bartesian. It's the countertop cocktail maker that creates your choice of over 60 premium cocktails in less than 30 seconds, each at the touch of a button. Flowers die. Happy hour comes back every day. So get Mom the machine that makes amazing cocktails with real fruit juices and craft bitters. Best of all, get $50 off a Bartesian premium cocktail maker with the purchase of one pack of cocktail capsules. So, instead of getting mom a reason to fill a flower vase with water, get mom the easiest, fastest way to fill her glass with the floral notes of gin. The best cocktails are premium cocktails, and the best day to get it for mom is Mother's Day, because you can get $50 off now for a limited time. Visit B-A-R-T-E-S-I-A-N.com backslash mother to get the best premium cocktail maker for mom at the best price for you. Artesian, premium cocktails on demand. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption. We're always gonna have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation, I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating. And a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Ashley is fantastic. And now we're going to switch gears super fast to Siesta Key. So Hannah, our other producer, is sort of going to take over here because she's our big... She's obsessed. Yeah, She exactly. loves Siesta Key. So Hannah, and, and again, Wells is coming back next week, you guys. Like, we get it. Although I think we're giving everybody a good show. So maybe I feel like we are, but like maybe <laughs> just be nice in the comments and in the emails. We get it. We're the like D team, but it's all good. Wells will be back. So Hannah, <laughs> take it away. Okay. So we have Amanda with us from Siesta Key. Um, and Hannah, if you can describe Amanda in one word, how would you describe her? Oh my gosh. Bold. In the best way, in literally the best way. Like, you have been one of my favorites. I mean, I'm obsessed with this show. I've watched it since season one, and I just love how it's spoken and, like, you defend your people. And, like, I think we really saw that in this last episode, and this last episode was crazy. Like, wild, <laughs> wild, wild. Um, I mean, let's just kick it off with Julia and Kelsey's drama. Like, that was crazy. Was yeah, Amanda, where do, you, where do you stand with that drama? Like, they both have bathing suits, bathing suit lines. To, let's just say you're going to the beach this weekend. Whose bathing suit do you wear? Yeah. Well, actually, Kelsey's sending me one right now, and Juliet's given me a few. I love both of them. I told them I am not choosing because I think they're both great for different things. I think Juliet is more high-end going for more of a different target audience than Kelsey. And she wants to sell like the Miami, the yacht mm -hmm. days, like the nice, you know, fun bikinis with cool designs. And Kelsey's is such a good material. It's so comfortable. I love the design she made. They're just more simple. And I think there's nothing wrong with that. And I think it, it somehow just became this I don't know, like turf war on the island. It was like, Juliet was like, well, I, I brought everybody here. So I wanted to use those spots first with my shoot. And I'm like, come on guys. Like, it's not that big of a deal. I really honestly, after watching the episode, because um, I wasn't like right next to Juliet during the slap after watching it, I'm like, you should have just walked away, babe. I feel like we need to talk about that slap, right, Hannah? Um, like that was really... <laughs> <laughs> it was crazy. Like, was it as intense being there in person as it seemed on TV? It was worse. <laughs> it no. was worse in person. Like, that night was so much crazier. I think they toned it down a little bit, but it was definitely worse. It was, it got crazy. I had to go and like pick Juliet up and she's like, no, let me go. Like, I just want to talk to her. I'm like, babe, you gotta calm down. I mean, I felt so bad because it was Brandon's kind of big moment to show his music video that I know you worked so hard on. And <sighs> that was like a big moment for you guys. And then the second it ended, it just kind of blew up in everyone's faces. Yeah, it was definitely not about Brandon by the end of the night. So no. <laughs> and that was like the turning point on the island. Like that's where everything gets like hectic because everybody's split up. There's so much drama. There's he said, she said, like so much more to come to try and explain the situation because it's oh it's so much to show like I don't know how they're gonna fit it on you know like a 40 minute episode I mean it was crazy you could see that things were getting heated between Camilla and Jordana and then Juliet was kind of talking with Max and I was like uh-oh and you could see Kelsey kind of looking over her shoulder and she was like oh like what's Juliet talking to Max about and then she came over and I'm like this is not good. Like, this is not good at all. Something bad's going to happen. And that happened like that. I mean, we were just sitting on the edge of the pool and they were just like talking shit to each other. And I'm like, okay, 
it's getting out of hand. It's getting really disrespectful. And I'm like, you should go talk to her because you should defend yourself because Camille has yeah. been through a lot. Just oh my like gosh, so much. Something special. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, come on. I, f- oh I really feel for Camilla this season, like just with everything. I'm like, oh my gosh, she seems so sweet and so kind. And I'm like, you have kind of been through the ringer with this relationship like this. That's a lot. Yeah, it's been a lot. And I support her no matter what she does, but exactly she's been through it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, she we didn't find out until a couple episodes ago, like what really happened between her and Brandon. And I think that gave the viewers kind of more of an understanding about why it was so hard for her. Cause I think for a while we were like, okay, like you guys broke up, but like you could tell there was something deeper and my heart just completely broke for her. Like that, that is awful. What she went through. She held that in for a while too. And she didn't like really talk about it with anyone until she was ready. And when she did, I'm like, you, she was nervous about it. And I'm like, you are going to empower so many women who think there's not other people that go through that. And because it's not that common, you know, so it's, it's nice to know that there's other people that are there for you and that people can speak out about it. I'm like, that's really going to help a lot of people. So I'm proud of her. She handled it well. That was really brave of her. And like, I have so much respect for her, but I mean, everything that's happening, I mean, her and Will things seem to kind of be heating up between them. I love them. I spent so much time with them on the island. Honestly, like Will and Tate and those uh, group of guys, like they're a really good time. We all definitely enjoyed it. I know. I see you and Tate. I mean, are you guys still, <laughs> can you tell us anything? Are you You're guys still talking? Watch and find I know. Out. Yeah. But you guys are really cute together. And yeah. Will and Tate are just they're, they kind of like bring some peace to the island in a way. They're kind of like the voices of reason. For now. For now. Oh, I feel like that's a tease. <laughs> that's a little spoiler, I know. Speaking of which, um, obviously we still, are, are, we're like halfway through the season right now. We still have another half of the season. What what can you hint at, a, at the rest of the season for us? Like, is there anything big coming up? <laughs> uh oh. Yeah. I'm like thinking, I'm like, don't give anything good away. But um, there's so many exciting new things coming with this friend group. And honestly, like, I didn't think we could, you know, like bring more, but there's just so much more going on right now. And I can't wait for everyone to get up to date at the end of the season, you know, and hear about what's going on now. Do you, do you guys do reunion shows? Like at the um, end, we've done some in the past, but um, I feel like we need one this because there's just like so much between when this was filmed to now, like MTV needs to figure out a reunion special with all of you guys. Well, maybe we'll get one. We'll see. Uh, I hope so. Um, but tell our, our listeners what, what you got going on. Where can they find you? All that kind of stuff. We want to hear all things Amanda. Um, right now, I'm just. Um, taking a break off of school and I go back for my senior year soon. So I'm excited. I'm I'm working on a few projects. And other than that, I really am just living in paradise and enjoying Florida and being in Siesta Key. And we have so many birthdays coming up and so many celebrations coming up. So I feel like there's going to be even more going on. So I'm really excited for that. June and July are busy months for us. So 
I'm really excited to see what it what the future brings because I know we're all going to be around each other and I'm friends with everybody right now. I'd love to say that I'm good with Kelsey, I'm good with Juliet, I'm good with both sides and I'm hoping to keep it that way. So we'll see what happens. You're Switzerland in Siesta Key. I try. I've done my fair share of drama with these girls. I just got to have their backs when they need me and just be a good friend. I love that. Well, thank you so much for coming on. We appreciate it. And we look forward to seeing you for the rest of the season. Thank you for having me. Have a good one. You guys have a good day. Bye. Bye. All right, Hannah. Good job. Oh, thank you so much. I love Siesta Key. <laughs> I love that we pulled this off. We miss Wells. Thank God he's coming back, but okay. I can't wait for next we week's I know. Wells. I can't wait for Wells to be back. I really, really can't wait. I can't wait for next week's Hills. I know. Ashley really teased that up for us. I was like, oh, I feel like shoot. more people should be watching it. I don't know how many people are watching it, but it's like so good. Ashley and Jason are so cool. I like, I just need to say that one more time. They're, they really are the coolest. I also agree, but so is Kristen. Kristen yeah, yeah. Oh my God. I love her so much. And Brody and Audrina. <laughs> I love so many of them. I love all them. of them. <laughs> Two people we don't mention. I wonder Not who all. they are. Not all. <laughs> oh, anyway, man. so this is the Wells cast. This is the Hills cast. I wish we could call him right now. He'll be back next week. Wells will be back. And he'll fill us in on everything that's happened to him in the last three weeks, hopefully, or four weeks. Exactly. Four but weeks? gosh, yeah. did we do a great job today? We really did. You know what? Is there a sign-off? Does Wells do a special sign-off? This is the Wells cast with <laughs> Hannah, Danielle, Riley, and Amy. See you next week. <laughs> Bye, guys. Good job. <laughs> Subscribe to Wells cast on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere you get your podcasts. It's the internet. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...scams a bunch of famous athletes out of untold fortunes... Nearly $10 million was all gone. It's just unbelievable. Hide your money in your old rich men, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody, welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 